We interrupt this program. This is a national emergency. Important instructions will follow. The following message is transmitted at the request of the United States government. This is not a test. All broadcast and cable systems shall transmit this emergency action notification message. You could do SEO smarter. Oh, and turns out they got the fucking Gilgo Beach dude, man. Make some noise out there. They got the Gilgo Beach murderer today. After like fucking 23 years, they finally got this asshole. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We heard the emergency broadcast intro. That means we're going to be talking about the Gilgo Beach killer. Uh, who's been, I wouldn't even say terrorizing Long Island. It's just been one of those things you talk about in passing. Like, it's it's something you bring up, like, randomly, and then you, it's just, like, kind of a joke. Like, are you the Gilgo Beach Killer? No, neither am I. Keep it moving, but you never know. You would never know, and this dickhead that they caught, this dude, Rex Hewerman. Hewerman? I'm going to go with Hewerman. Human Hewerman. That's it. Rex Hewerman. You look, take a look at this guy. He doesn't look anything like a serial killer, but that's what serial killers mostly like you don't know you're there's obviously you don't know if there's serial killers or not because if you did you'd report them like, oh it doesn't look like one it's like yeah no shit like how many do you know like if someone looks creepy that doesn't mean they're they're usually if they're creepy and like awkward and shit you're like oh something's wrong with this guy and they're usually like a criminal but serial serial killers like good ones these dudes just are normal people and they just have this alternate fucking personality and turns out they slaughter people but this guy he's been getting he's been chased for a while now so we're gonna get into it they got him arrested him late last night early this morning 
out in Massapequa Park. I'm from Massapequa. And uh, yeah, we're going to get through the details of it. So let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. <laughs> the show starts in... So the Gilgo Beach Serial Killer, a little background on this, also known as the Long Island Serial Killer or the Craigslist Ripper, which is a badass <laughs> serial killer name, serial killer moniker, is an unidentified suspected killer who was believed to have murdered 10 to 16 people over a period of nearly 20 years starting in the late 90s, early 2000s. The remains of these vic- victims were found along the south shore of Long Island, New York. Shout out to Long Island. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> Most of the victims were associated with sex trade, particularly those who advertised their services on Craigslist, which is why he got the moniker, the Craigslist Ripper. And the investigation into these killings began in earnest in May of 2010 when Shannon Gilbert, a 24-year-old woman who worked as an escort, disappeared after visiting a client in the area. Her disappearance led police to search the area, and in December 2010, they discovered the remains of four other women, all strangled and put in burlap sacks along the Gilgo Beach area. Additional bodies and partial remains were discovered in the following months. While Gilbert's remains were eventually found in December 2011, her cause of death was ruled inconclusive, and it's unclear whether she was a victim of the killer or not. So, this dude's been on the fucking... He's been doing this since like 20... 1999-2000 time frame or so. They haven't been... uh, And they just couldn't find him. Like, there was nothing they could do. Like, they had minimal leads. That whole area is always a wash because it rains. It's on the water. Like, it's hard to get DNA out there. Like, it's literally finding a needle in a haystack with, like, the sand and shit. So, like, real pain in the ass to get get anything. But um, going off what they reported on CNN is that they had substantial evidence of defendant Hewerman's involvement in the disappearance and death of Miss Brainerd Barnes. So Hewerman used his cell phones in the area, and the way they did it was they took, they worked backwards, basically. So they went through all the phone records collected from both Midtown Manhattan and the Massapequa Park area, two areas where a burner phone was used by the alleged killer, were detected. Then they narrowed that down to the cell towers, using the cell towers to thousands of people, to hundreds, and then finally down to about a handful of people that can match the suspect. From there, authorities worked to focus on people who lived in the area of the cell tower who also matched the physical description given by a witness who had seen the suspected killer. In the narrowed pool, they searched for a connection to a green pickup truck a witness had seen the the suspect driving. Investigators found Hewerman, who matched the witness's physical description, lived close to Long Island cell site and worked near the New York City cell sites where the calls were captured. They also learned he had often driven a green pickup truck registered to his brother, but they needed more than circumstantial evidence. So investigators were able to obtain DNA from an immediate family member of Hewerman, which was sent to a specialized lab. According to the lab report, the DNA matched as coming from a relative of the person who left DNA recovered from a burlap sack containing one of the buried victims near Jones Beach. Male DNA discovered on the body of one victim, Maggie Waterman, has been linked to Hewerman through laboratory analysis. Right, they're really getting wild with this. They're going to catch you, man. You can't get away with murder these days. This guy did, though, for like 23 years. He's been uh, he's been fucking running around. 
Obviously not running if you look at his body, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> As authorities, <laughs> uh, during the initial examination of Waterman's skeleton rom- skeletal remains and materials discovered with her remains, the Suffolk County Crime Laboratory recovered a male hair from the bottom of the burlap used to wrap Waterman by her killer. As authorities focused on Hewerman as a suspect, a surveillance team recovered a pizza box he discarded in the trash and gathered a swab of DNA from leftover pizza crust for te- testing. That's the craziest part about this whole thing. So when I heard about this this morning, right, I'm sitting at work. I'm like, oh, shit, they got the Gilgo guy. And like, there's one other person in my office from New York, but he's from like Queens. He never, he, I don't think he's ever been to the beach. If he does, it's probably some of those city beaches. That's just like a pond. <laughs> but um, he just wasn't really interested. He heard about it, but he wasn't like too interested in it. I'm like, oh, this is like Long Island lore. You know, this is the kind of shit we talk about at fires and stuff. And it's just funny that this dude got, when I found out it was the pizza, I'm like, it's, it had to be pizza, right? Like, of course, the guy's from Massapequa, he's eating pizza, and he had to fucking get caught because he's, they had to get his DNA off pizza. Like, of, of all those things, they didn't find a fingerprint, nothing. It was the DNA that was on pizza crust that he threw out. Like, how crazy is that? And a little backstory on Massapequa. So, Massapequa is just a weird area because they're close to the city, but not really. They're not even like Long Islanders, though. They're a very odd bunch. They all know. They all think they're in the mob. They're all Italian. They're all a bunch of ginzos. They all know a brother in the mob. They got a guy for it. Let's go down to the parlor and get some pizzas. Get a couple calzones while you're down there, too, Tony. Don't forget the calzones. Don't forget the cheese. They all have a cousin that's in the mob, but the cousin's not in the mob. The cousin's fucking a security guard at the mall. They know what they all know a brick guy. I got a good I can get you a price on bricks. Don't worry about it, okay? Hey, come over for dinner later, right? Hey Marie, it's one of those. It's fucking it's just spaghetti vendors, man. Shout out to all of them though. I got a lot of Italian friends. <laughs> but yeah, they're all fucking it's like the worst. It's like the stereotypical whenever you hear if you ever go to New York or hear like a, a commercial on TV that's like New York based and they're always like, come down to Tony's, Tony Brothers Tires and we'll get 56% off. Just telling me no Uncle Tony. That's that shit. That's the kind of shit that goes on out there. They're, everyone's a fucking hardcore Italian, even though they're probably not. They have money, but it, they're, it's very like, it's um, like good fellas at the end when they buy like that. The house he buys with the cocaine that's fucking gaudy and there's like gold trim around everything that's just like painted on. It's kind of like that shit. Like everyone thinks they're hot shit out there, but they get made fun of a lot. But they're like the stereotypical Long Islander. Like they're not city folk, but they're also not fucking Long Islanders. They're just kind of there. So it's just funny that this guy got picked up in Massapequa (laughs) of all the places. But moving back to the story. So this guy Rex Hewerman, right? He's actually like like a really successful guy. So he's a registered architect. He owns a New York City-based architecture firm and consulting firm, RH Consultants and Associates, since 1994. Throughout the years, Rex Hewerman has provided services to other city agencies, not-for-profit not-for-profit agencies, builders, developers, and individual owners of buildings. In 2022, Hewerman was interviewed by the YouTube channel Bonjour Realty. He spoke about his career in architecture, and he said he was born and raised in Long Island. He began working in Manhattan in 1987. Yeah, if you see a picture of this guy, which I'll put up on the on the um, the thumbnail for this episode, he looks like a fucking regular dude. Like he's he's like chubby. You know, he's not like a weird looking guy. I guess he kind of must be weird now because. He's obviously a murderer, but he just looks like a normal guy. Like he looks like your neighbor who like fucking tells people to get off the lawn and shit. So what he got officially charged with by a grand jury on Friday with six counts of murder in connection with deaths of three 
of four women who in death became known as the Gilgo Four. Rex Hewerman told his attorney that he is not the killer when he was taken into custody and has nothing to do with the 10 sets of human remains discovered since 2010 on Long Island in the Gilgo Beach, Jones Beach area. But yeah, this was like, um, it's just like a Long Island thing. Like everyone talks about it. Like we thought my friend Sal's dad was the Gilgo Beach killer for a while because he had a hunting room that no one was allowed in, mainly because there was fucking crossbows and shit in there. But he had like a shitload of like camo stuff you can hide out and hide in uh, tall grass with. So it was just like, oh, you're the Gilgo killer, stuff like that. And you always just kind of mentioned it in passing. Like, yeah, it's sad that these people died, but they fucking died. There's nothing you can do about it. So it just became one of the things you kind of joke around about a lot. And it was it, it again, like you saw it, like or you, I just told you it's been going on since fucking for like 23 years. This is this has been an open case. It's wild that they continued it. You think it would be one of the things they put on the back burner and like unless someone calls and says it's them, they're just going to stop investigating it. But apparently they uh, they were working the case. They were working the beat downtown and um, they figured it out finally. I don't know. I keep kind of giggling because it's just a funny thing. Like, really? Like now you got them? Like it took you this long and, you know, shout out to the police officers and the investigators for sticking with it. Like that's got to be for that police officer. That's definitely like a career defining, um, a career defining event arrest, I guess on your record like i was the one that caught the gilgo killer you know i mean near suffolk county cops get paid enough money they could have figured they they you know they should be working hard i think that's still the highest paid police officers in the country they get like 100 grand a year to be a cop but that's also another thing um i wanted to touch on is why it's so intriguing like why is everyone interested in serial killers in general i guess while we're here and we're on the topic of serial killers uh i did go to school for this I went to had I have a criminal justice degree and we did study shit like this where like there's a there's a there's an attraction to unsolved mysteries and criminal cases like that's why like all these shows exist Law and Order SVU and there's a million of them there's 15 different spin-offs of Law and Order shows and CSI and all that stuff and then you got documentaries on it you got shows on netflix like Dahmer, and it's because people like they enjoy it like it's it's there's something about it that people are attracted to so it's the psychological intrigue like people are curious about other humans like your people are curious about the human mind right it's just like a natural thing we have where we want to learn about other people and we a normal person can't imagine ever killing somebody especially in like a like a murder you know like you can't picture yourself doing it so you're interested in what it is like and you want to kind of know what it's like to do it so you're attracted to it normally and the thing about serial killers especially the sociopath ones like ted bundy Dahmer, these guys like that, where you're, they're charming and everything, like that's part of their whole thing is that they're they are charming, charismatic people. That if you met them, you'd be like, oh, this guy's cool. This guy, you know, like he's he's fun to be around. And like, there's usually one little quirky thing they do, and you're like, uh, that doesn't really rub me the right way. But everything else they do is normal and cool and like fun. But there's always like that one little thing. You're like, damn, if I would have noticed that, I would have I would have figured this out a while ago. But that's what makes serial killers and stuff like this interesting is because we just don't understand it at all really especially being normies like we are that don't kill people we're like how the hell could someone do that so the psychology and the mental health and the human nature part of it is one and then the thrill of the thrill and suspense of the entire thing an unsolved case like everyone thinks they can solve it you know like you're like you're looking at the evidence especially if it's like a documentary you're like going over it or youtube video back when youtube was youtube i already got on that we don't need to go down that route 
but you used to be able to Reddit is a good one too. You used to be able to go on the internet and you'd find clues and like the We Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. That person was found out because the internet had a Facebook group and they were all deep diving into it. The, the internet sleuths were on top of it. So like just the thrill of being able to think you can solve a crime or you're going to use something. Oh, I saw this and you know, they got it wrong and I know this and I know that like everyone wants to be that person. So that's like the problem solving aspect of it. Like people want to solve problems. And if you're, if someone comes to you and says like, Hey, this guy's been on the run for 22 years. We have no idea what's going on. You're going to be like, I can figure this out. Give me the evidence, you know, but clearly no one did for 20 years or so. And there was police officers that were just all about it. But that's part of the the whole intrigue and makes it interesting. That's why these shows are hit shows when they come out. And it's like the zeitgeist of the moment where you're like, you have to watch it. You have to be involved in it. You got to get your opinion on it. You're, you can be like, well, I know this. I know that. That's like a whole... That's like the same thing with aliens too. Like everyone wants to be, I saw the alien and they're going to come get me. Like, first of all, it's a little selfish to think that aliens are coming for you or you were smarter than the cops and can figure out a crime. But that's like the appeal of it. And then of course, like you feel bad for the victims. So you want justice. So that's another reason you kind of follow along. You're like, I want this person to get caught. I don't think that's like the sexiest part though. Like, I don't think that's like, oh, I'm going to watch this documentary and hopefully this person gets theirs. It's like, no, you're watching it because you want to see what the fuck's going on. You want to be in the mix like everybody else. You want to be in the sewers rooting for the killer. Hopefully he stays free kind of thing. And then of course, the reason we all watch TV and watch shows and fall in love with movies and characters is just to escape from the reality we're living in because life can be kind of shitty like it could it can that's why we all play video games we kind of distract ourselves from the day-to-day um grind i guess of just going to work coming home doing nothing so we watch movies and this kind of gives you an escape from your everyday life so if you're one of those people that just hates their job hates their life and the only thing you can do to survive is to get home and just watch a show and these shows intrigue you and they keep you going that's it and then you also want to be part of the social commentary going on the water cooler talk because i sure i know damn well everyone on long island right now is talking about it like there's conversations going on right now about this whole thing because they, i mean this is this is over 20 years that's a lifetime that's a, not a lifetime but you could be born in 2001 and been hearing about this your entire life you know because i've been hearing about it since i was fucking 10 years old 11 years old been hearing about it and it's just one of those things that's like kind of in the back of your mind like you see the word gilgo you're like oh that killer did you ever get that guy and they're like nope no sucks so now that it's this guy's caught everyone's there's going to be books there's going to be people being interviewed like they already interviewed people in the street and like the one dude's wearing a fucking ah uh, what the hell he had like a uh, what the hell hat was it he had a texas chainsaw massacre hat on like the movie hat not like he was supporting the texas chainsaw massacre he had a hat from i think it was like a 1997 hit movie with jessica beale chain chainsaw massacre hat on and it's like that's what you walked out of the house with but that's also massapequa for you that's something they do so everyone wants to be a part of it oh i knew the guy i live next to him he you know i mowed his lawn so you're gonna have a bunch of that shit going on because everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame and go from there but i'm glad they caught him kind of sucks because that was like a that was like a long island like you know hot topic not a reason to visit long island but one of those things that we can be like oh we have the gilgo killer no one knows who he is but you know let me get the gobble goose type of thing so let me get known as chicken cutlets 
Fucking Massapequa, man. What a fucking time. I mean, there it's 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 Massapequa, man. I don't know. It's just a funny thing that it had to be Massapequa. He this guy had to live there. He could have lived in any other town on Long Island and it would have been fine. But it's just because it's Massapequa, everyone's like, oh man, why has it gotta be them? Like, that's the kind of shit that goes on out there. Everybody's a somebody, but everybody's also a nobody out there. So again, glad we got him. Glad we can wrap this up. We got about 24 minutes or so in. I'm sure this will be on the news all weekend. You'll hear about it for a while and then it'll die down. But yeah, this was a big day for Long Islanders and New Yorkers all around. Even the Jersey folks, a lot of, and Philly. There were some Philly victims in there too. So once one door closes, another one opens. So shout out to the next serial killer out there. 